One way to make more money with your store is to increase your average order value. The sales motivator from Bold might just be the one app that every store should have to increase AOV. The only requirement is that you have special offers. I'm sure you do, but are you doing a good job of motivating your customers to use those special offers? So let's say you offer free shipping at 50 bucks, or you're fancy and offer a free gift at $100. The sales motivator is the one app that tells your customers exactly how much more they need to spend to get to that offer. And it does it every time they add something to their cart. So imagine this, customer adds something to their cart and a message appears saying, you're only $19 away from free shipping. And they add something else and it says, you're only four bucks away from free shipping. So we tried it. It works. We saw a 30% increase in average order size just from this app. And it gets better. Bold Sales Motivator automatically adds those free gifts to the cart when they hit the goal. And it lets you schedule messages to start and stop for your holiday promotions. The most important one of all, it adds geolocation. So it'll only show certain messages to specific countries. So let's say you only offer free shipping in the United States right? You wouldn't want that free shipping message to show in countries where you don't offer it. Bold Sales Motivator lets you do that. The folks at Bold are smart cookies, and they have thought of everything. So try it free for 60 days by signing up at ethercycle.com bold. That's ethercycle.com bold. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, makers of SEO Meta Manager, have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search Order Lookup in the App Store. Also, their Instagram thing on their homepage is broken. It's broken in every Shopify store because it expires like every six weeks and you got to redo it. Yeah. I just wonder what their sales are. But yeah, I tweeted it, tweeted at them and I was like, uh, I want to help you. I like your stuff. I'm not a bullshitter. I don't usually do this. Uh, this is who I am. And links to the EtherCycle work page. I don't usually do this. It's not like me. This, this totally never listen, happens this, to me. Listen, I never do this, but can I get your number? Because you're just so sexy. And maybe call me. Call me. Maybe. Uh, does it matter if my number's toll-free? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad sign. It's a 1-900 number? Do those even that's exist That's a joke anymore? for you people that are very old. Yeah. <laughs> for people considering their retirement. Uh, uh, all right, so we got to start the way we start every week. What'd you watch this weekend? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I watched it. Oh, uh, last weekend we did Nailed It. We just watched Netflix's season three of Nailed It. That's so enjoyable. It's, it's such a happy, nice, calming, pleasant sorbet of a show. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we watch uh, we watch reruns of Golden Girls, Home Improvement, a whole bunch of, like, not great 90s shows for exactly right, the same reason. All right, first of all, Golden Girls, an all-time classic. Are I'm you, not even kidding. You're upset sarcastic. that I loved Golden Girls and Home Improvement together. Yes, exactly. Golden Girls is amazing. 
I'm not that into it. Julie likes it Ju- and Gu- also feels it's it's excellent. She's cl- obviously she's the better half. But we watched an episode like two nights ago, in which uh, uh, who's the tall one? <laughs> Dorothy. Dorothy. I think Dorothy out of nowhere in one episode reveals a long term gambling problem. Uh, gets confronted about it, seeks help for it, goes to a single Gamblers Anonymous meeting, cured. Done. Well, maybe not cured. Maybe it ended with a big hug at the end that she was going to continue working on this with the help of the other girls. There's another one. Julie Quinn, there's another one where one of them has a drug problem. There's one where um, Rose uh, thinks she might have HIV and she's waiting for the result of an AIDS test, which is very... So Golden Girls did some some heavy hitting stuff. Oh, they did some heavy hitters. Oh, yeah. You know, par for the course back then. You got to do a very special episode. A very special episode. Uh, I watched movies. <laughs> Just stop. I watched movies. movies. <laughs> Most of them I like stopped. Like, I gave them time and I was like, no, I'm done with you. But I watched uh, the David Lynch Dune. Oh, boy. Which I is bad, but I'm on board with it because it makes a choice. And are, it, are you a big sci-fi person? Uh, I never got into Dune. I tried reading Dune when I was a teenager. I was never into it. I am a sci-fi person. Obviously, I am hyped for the Dennis Villeneuve remake that's coming out next year that stars everybody and the concept. And, like, he's not going to screw it up, so that'll be cool. But, yeah, the David Lynch one is bonkers. And I appreciated it for being bonkers because I feel like there aren't any, like, big-budget movies anymore that are bonkers. Like, why did you do that? When did this thing come out? 84. 84? And who's in it? Kyle McLaughlin, obviously. Right. Uh, okay, I have seen this. Yeah. And yes, I, I I, never read the book. I couldn't follow it. I watched the whole thing. No, you can't. No, I know the outline of the Dune plot, and it's really, you can't follow it. What's funny is I watched this after I saw Desperate Housewives. <laughs> so I was like, what? When, he, when Kyle McLaughlin shows up, I'm like, what's he doing here? The craziest thing to me was that the budget was $40 million, which at the time made it the second most expensive movie ever made. The, what was the first, Caligula? Uh, no, no, the Superman, the Chris, original Christopher Reeve Superman. Okay. But yeah, just the fact that they're like, all right, we're going to adapt this crazy, dorky sci-fi novel and make it the second most expensive movie ever made, and we're giving David Lynch all that money. He's going to produce a crowd-pleasing winner. For all the masses, yeah, like if, I mean, David Lynch known for crazy stuff, but he has gotten tamer over time. So at then he's at like peak wild. Well, the reason it is 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 he the only major film he had made. Like he had already made Eraserhead, but like that kind of didn't count. It was so indie. He'd made the Elephant Man movie, okay, which was very serious and very high class, and it had a ton of Oscar nominations. So. He, at that point, he was only like high-end Oscar bait auteur David Lynch, and then he made the Dune movie, and they were like, oh, no, he doesn't get that much money ever again. <laughs> I am. Sci-fi is my favorite movie genre and book genre. So you should be hyped, because I mean, I'm sure you've seen Arrival and Blade Runner 2049. I did, and I enjoyed Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. You didn't like Arrival? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, Arrival's great. But yeah, that's the guy that's doing the new Dune that he just he's just doing whatever he wants. So it's going to be good. Yeah, I don't have any like great affinity for Dune. I just think it'll be a good movie. Also, the guy that played in the in the Lynch one, the the Saving Grace is the guy that plays Baron Harkonnen is just like completely over the top, eating all the scenery. And I was like, this guy's fun. 
Who's that guy? He's just some British actor. Okay. It's Stellan. It's Stellan Skarsgård in the new one. Oh, you know what my favorite sci-fi movie is, right? Uh, I believe it is a small, independent, unknown foreign film by a foreign director known as RoboCop. That'd be right. <laughs> that is the finest Christ allegory ever told. RoboCop. Uh, I saw Cool Cool Hand Luke was on TCM yesterday, and Cool Hand Luke gives you a run for the money with the Christ allegory. <laughs> it's it's less fun though. <laughs> well, How many yeah. cyborgs are yeah. in Cool Hand Luke? The only good part of Cool Hand Luke. Taking H- the shirt off, well, Paul. Psh, if can a real man eat fifty eggs? I don't think so. Oh. I now I now tell my wife constantly if she doesn't do something, she's going to spend a night in the box, <laughs> and she still laughs at it. So I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Keep going until eventually she's like, okay, listen, I was just being polite. <laughs> or what if she admits she's never even, she doesn't know what you're talking no, about? No, she was there, she was in the room watching it, and so now I just like spending, you're going to spend a night in the box, and she she gets it. You seem fun. I am, I am a great husband. I'll show you the texts. <laughs> I have the text to prove it, officer. <laughs> uh, so I suppose we should record a podcast about uh, Shopify stuff. Yeah, we got a bunch of crap <laughs> we asked people about in the Facebook group. They gave us content. A housekeeping note before we go into it. Shopify Unite coming up uh, in June, and that will be super fun. We'll be there uh, five days to learn all the new stuff, features, etc. coming out uh, in the next year on the Shopify platform. But really the exciting part is, is the networking, is in meeting so many people. Yeah, the stuff, the stuff during the day, obviously Shopify wants us to think that that's the most exciting part, but the most exp- exciting part is actually hanging out, having drinks and meeting people at like the evening events and like you learn stuff there. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's awesome. Especially like once you know someone, then as soon as I'm trying to pick apps, it's like, Oh, I know that guy. Oh, I talked to him. Oh, I know like his reason. I know where that app's. It's very cool to have that. You did that today. One of our customers was like, I, th- I have a feature request for this app. You know, the guy that runs it, don't you? Oh yeah. And, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll email him. Yeah, I met well, I, yeah, messaged him on Facebook. We're Facebook friends. Oh, wow. That's yeah, real. That's next level from email. But yeah, we'll be at uh, Shopify Unite. And then the day after is debrief. Um, those tickets are almost sold out. So if you have not grabbed it yet and you plan on doing it, they're only 35 bucks. Get it at debriefevent.com. We will be there as well. Mm-hmm. That's run by Keir Whitaker, who was a longtime Shopify guy and is now independent. He's Yeah, he's he's been set free. He's out about in the world. He's been released and, from the mothership. Yeah. In less than a year, this guy's throwing conferences. He's all over the place. Okay. So what we did, we wanted to do a reader mailbag, so we posted in uh, the Facebook group, unofficial Shopify podcast insiders, and said, hey, what's your biggest pain, struggle, pain problem, struggle, whatever, or topic suggestion? And we got three we're going to hit today. Number one, well, number three is we're talking about apps. Number two... We'll. I think we'll do this number one. Number one, we'll talk about CBD, as in the uh, the hemp derived super food ingredient that they put into everything. Hey, now. what's wrong? Hey, uh, what's uh, what's like wrong with you? Is there anything ailing you? Uh, yeah, just general malaise. Oh, yeah, CBD will fix that. Oh, yeah. Can I? What forms can I get that? Do you have that? Do you have that in a bath bomb? Oh yeah, bath bomb CBDs. That'll work. That's actually. <laughs> So our office is in a mall. We're walking around, and uh, there's Lush moved. We have a Lush here. And then replacing Lush's space was basically the identical store. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. But right outside, it was like CBD bath bombs, 25 milligrams. I'm like, the he- 
Unless you're drinking the bath water, is that going to do anything? I don't think so. But yeah, um, blindness, dropsy, <laughs> gout, whatever you got, CBD will cure what ails you. My mother-in-law has gout. <laughs> All right. It's serious. <laughs> well, she needs to cut down on the meats. She needs to eat fewer chicken livers. All right. So CBD. So uh, in the group, Dylan Whitman, f- formerly of BVXL, he's a, a Shopify bigwig and e-commerce pro, and he's been on Shark Tank as an expert, not as a contestant. He was not pitching the sharks. But Dylan Whitman asked, I have a CBD store, and no one wants to let me advertise. What would you do? So CBD is one of these things that lives in a gray area. Any age-restricted good does. So is it? Yeah, is CBD legal, illegal in any way? Yes and no. I, is, is it is it only legal in weed states? Well, clearly, no. It's feder- so it's federally legal now, which is new. Okay. So that CBD is we do all the you derive uh, an extract from it and from hemp. Yeah, note that it doesn't get you high because if it made you actually feel good, then they'd make that illegal. And I may or may not be wrong, but as far as I could tell. Marijuana and hemp are the same thing, except hemp doesn't have THC, the thing that gets you high. And you but, can, like, make ropes out of it and stuff. You know, I assume you could make ropes out of weed, too. Yeah, you can make That's ropes just... out of anything. <laughs> All right, let's end the show there. <laughs> Episode 260, you can make ropes out of anything. <laughs> I'm going to start keeping my beard trimmings, and then you're getting a garbage bag full. And I'm going to say, hey time to make that rope. Oh, am I going to confuse that with the garbage bag that's next to you all the time? That's my recycling garbage bag. (laughs) Leave my recycle. And I just emptied my recycling garbage bag. You know, some people are hobos, but you, it's just recycling. Yeah, it's recycling. So, all right. So with a age-restricted good like CBD, you got a problem. You can't do any traditional PPC advertising. You can't Google ads, you're out. Facebook ads, you're out. Um, So, and it's the same problem that we have, we've, we've had clients that sell like gun-related items and they have a hard time uh, advertising their gun-related items. Right. If it's any... And not like, obviously, guns themselves. Not like guns, but like stuff for your gun. But literally, just like anything in that space is just get out if it's at all related to an age-restricted good. And I was like, alcohol, tobacco, this all falls alcohol, into... Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Yes. The best federal agency there is. They have the most fun parties, for <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, anything like that stuff that falls into... Uh, there's any kind of like age check, verification, state law... No advertiser wants to deal with it. Payment processors don't want to deal with it. So you have an issue in that the like most common way to advertise, you're just this entire industry is completely exempt from it. But certainly, we see CBD constantly, continuously, where and there's a lot of money going to e-commerce and into CBD businesses at this time. So how are they advertising? The truth is the most baffling thing I've ever heard. This is like your cruising for a bruise and so hard doing this this is straight up dark side of the internet stuff um black hat don't do this i'm not condoning any of this but it is also fascinating so uh i asked uh i asked a a competent facebook marketer i don't know a facebook marketer we know who shall remain nameless yes who is excellent and i don't yeah i don't know if he wants me to share it or throw him under the bus whatever so we'll just leave it out he said that he said, I, I talked to some affiliate advertisers pushing CBD who said they were doing something like 1,500 orders daily. Well, CBD is expensive. Hold let's do some back-of-the-napkin math here. I got 1,500 orders daily. Let's figure a thing of, like, CBD gummies or whatever is 30 bucks shipped times 365, $16.5 million. What? Yes. I mean, 
stunning stuff here. Now, obviously, like they're affiliates, so that'd be like straight top line revenue. But yeah, an enviable business. Now, here's the catch to do to get to those insane eight figure numbers. They said they were using cloaking. Do you know what cloaking is? I do now. It's like some like Klingon spaceship cloaking. No, it's when a first thing that happens when a, a web browser accesses asks a server for a web page, it identifies itself with a user agent string. It goes, hey, I'm Chrome. Hey, I'm Safari. Um, it's important for serving up the right type of site, and for like that's how Google Analytics gets it. I can give you the whole history of it, and like from like 1994, it was a huge big thing. But <laughs> just continue. <laughs> I, they all still have they all many of them have Netscape still in them. I wonder to that. show that they're not IE. It was part of the whole next Netscape IE division thing because IE IE did a bunch of stuff that was non-standard. So the sites needed to know if it was IE in order to serve them the messed up IE page that would work correctly. All right, so get this. So right in your example, it's well we can the computer the server could sniff out that it's IE and it'll serve a different version of the site. So that it works right on IE. Yeah. Right? So that is done for good. That was before we had web, web standards. Right. <laughs> and that was done for good so everything would work right and play nice. This is using the exact same concept but in an utterly malicious fashion. So when you submit your ad to Facebook, they have to review the ad and the site it's going to. They Like a human being checks the site. And they're really tough about it. Like even if you're selling – like I had a, a client who sold outdoor stuff. He was advertising like bikes, and then they had, uh, they just also happened to have like axes for uh, the, uh, for camping, like a camping axe. Yeah, for be- just like a being an outdoorsman yeah, axe. For, yeah, totally legitimate thing. And they kept getting shut down by Facebook. Facebook's like finding it and going, well, you sell weapons. So this is how strict Facebook is. And they, they do, they check like the whole site. It's a big pain. So what these advertisers, these CBD advertisers were doing is they have some malicious script sniffs out when a Facebook ad is or Facebook browser whatever is checking the site and displays a completely different website right so now they can pass any they can run the thing on anything at least temporarily um, by doing this this cloaking so they can get the ad yeah so approved. and so once you're okayed they let you come through and then you flip it back yep into being your CBD site and then you just crank on that until Facebook eventually catches you and shuts you down. And then they're just playing whack-a-mole. Yeah. Now it gets even, like, that was diabolical. It gets even crazier. So I've got my main site, but I want to remove myself from a little bit from this. So I have, I set up an affiliate site. Really, it's a lot of the affiliates doing this. Or I may even act as my own affiliate to get some distance here. Set up a different domain name. Set this thing up. That account gets shut, that uh, domain gets blacklisted in Facebook. My Facebook ad account gets killed eventually. And my affiliate account gets killed. So I got to do the whole thing all over again. Well, how do you do this at scale repeatedly? I heard from someone else in this space who has the experience. They will find people to act as Smurfs through Craigslist. So it's like, make money from home. You respond to one of those ads, and it's they just have you go create the affiliate account for them, accept the payout, and then you keep a percentage and they take it the rest until that gets burned, and then they go on to the next one. That's utterly villainous and brilliant uh i love it i mean if you create a system like if there's money so they're creating, in a system they're so wait are they it. creating new facebook accounts like they have a side facebook account that they're buying cbd ads on yes oh that's great yeah and that's why it's like the affiliate people are doing it or you're acting as your your own affiliate 
And they even told me the uh, the ad network they were using, if you wanted to dive deeper into this mess, was A4D network. I don't know what that means. Just repeating what I heard. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So if you're if you are a CBD person, though, how do you sell your stuff? You just got to be shady? No, 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 absolutely not. I mean, I think that's get rich quick stuff. The I think the way I would go about it is, number one, CBD's hot right now. It's on trend. I think you can leverage that in the form of riding the wave with uh, influencer marketing. I was just going to say, yeah, Instagram influencers Inf- seems yeah. like the way to go. Uh, I would even go so far as trying to position myself as an authority and uh, get myself into like PR think pieces. They're going to want, like certainly. If oh yeah, they're all going to want to be like, CBD's hot now. Yeah. Let's talk to CBD people. Yes, absolutely. Um, so if you could set yourself up, position yourself that way, and then use a service like Help a Reporter Out, Haro, or one of these other like PR services, you can get those quotes and backlinks. And then I would, sim- uh, simultaneously, you want to be doing, I think, organic Social content marketing, content marketing, like making YouTube videos, Instagram, and just do a little bit of that every day. And I think pretty quickly, like you just have to establish yourself as not one of the shady ones. It's like, okay, this one's legitimate. Like if there's people doing this extraordinarily shady stuff, you know, that website does not look great. You oh, know no, it's like some because they got to keep cranking them up. Yeah. You so, know, it's some as seen on TV stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they can't, you don't want to pay a hundred bucks every time you have to set up a new one because you're iterating through it hundreds of times. Ugh, it's brutal. But even still, not having like not having access to Facebook or Google ads, I can't use Google Shopping, I can't do remarketing. That's rough. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. It's it's pretty unfair how Google and Facebook and Apple have kind of made the internet to be like, well, everything's got to be all ages for everyone. And if you're not all ages, you're not allowed on our platform. So it's like, okay, well, these platforms are consuming the entire internet. The entire internet doesn't need to be all ages. Like, people could see a boob. It's okay. People can buy People can buy booze. It's all right. It, it is some of that, like, American Purit- puritanism getting pushed worldwide, right? Because in other countries, they, don't, they have um, more progressive or lax views on uh, a lot of this stuff. But I would imagine the... The regulations and guidelines for like Facebook ads, it's still you can't show anything. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if I mean in other countries if the Facebook ad regs are different. Yeah, I really don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming, but I don't know. That's also the problem with the Apple TV service. Is the rumor is that all the shows they're making are terrible because a Tim Cook is involved and is insisting all the shows are family friendly, and like so Apple feels that the key to having a cool TV subscription service is all being gatekept by like a 60 year old operations dork from Alabama (laughs) is like the guy best description of Tim Cook is like, that's the guy deciding whether your show is cool or not. Like, so the Apple TV shows are not working well. So he's personally doing like, he's acting as TV executive and just picking the shows that get greenlit. Like he, they're literally micromanaging being like, we read some of the scripts and it's getting a little racy, you guys. And like coming down on it. I haven't Which, heard... Which, you know, HBO, that, you know, HBO keeps everything family-friendly. That's why they do so well. <sighs> You're absolutely right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard a word about Apple TV between you mentioning it just now and the announcement when they did uh, the press conference. I've heard nothing in between. Well, yeah. Uh, all in all I've read is, like, industry scuttlebutt that they're like, all these shows are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> that is That is rough for them.
All right. Shall we move on from CBD? Uh, so the takeaway is influencers, you can't do direct paid, essentially machine advertising. Just gotta, if it's pay-per-click advertising, if it's ads at all, PPC ads, you're dead. You're dead. And that's like, we're using CBD as this example, but it's true of um, any sensitive or age-restricted good, including just like, oh, you want to sell pocket knives? Mm-mm. <laughs> all right. So moving on. From that, I guess that well, I guess the takeaway is if you're considering a niche, keep that in mind that like you're you're gonna hamstring oh, yeah, yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Any niche you're considering, you gotta understand the problems with it. Yeah, of like the whole thing. Like if you're starting a t-shirt store, you really gotta differentiate yourself because there's nine thousand other ones. Right. Hold up. We'll hear more after this quick break. Support for this podcast comes from Simpler, a new way to staff twenty-four-seven sales and customer service on your Shopify store. It works with your existing email and chat tools, so setup is quick and easy. Simpler provides on-demand, US-based customer service specialists to answer your customers' most common questions. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat with 24-7 Simpler specialists. Find out more at simpler.ai. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I. And now back to the show. Hit me. The last thing I want to talk about is apps, but before then, We'll make people wait for apps, right? Everybody loves apps. Before then, we'll talk about Shopify Plus. So uh, Brent Dowd, there were two comments like this. Uh, Brent Dowd had said, I need to dive into Launchpad to schedule timing for updates and theme changes. Be cool to see some examples with Launchpad, but putting that off and some flow setup and ideas would be fun. Maybe some of the multi-site feature, hear about some of the multi-site features included in Plus. And then Jonathan Kennedy, Kennedy, who's the gentleman behind StoreTasker, Hey Carson, and the Shopify Entrepreneurs Facebook group, had said, one idea that comes to mind is to help merchants decide when Shopify Plus becomes a good idea and what to do if you feel overextended by the cost of Shopify Plus after upgrading. Things like benchmarks around sales or key features or some checklist, deciding if Plus is worth it or not. So we talked about it last week in terms of deciding if Plus is worth it or not, and the conclusion we came to was don't upgrade to Plus until Plus has a feature you need, or until you have a feature you need and only Plus has it. Right. And then upgrade to Plus. Yes, because that's going to, like, a lot of people default to, I want, like, there's some revenue number. And I because they give you the lower processing cost on uh, Shopify and they give you 10 free clone stores, like, depending on what those costs are, you know, it could be somewhere around... Like, if you're doing half a million a month, all right, you're probably just going to default to Shopify Plus. But you may want to do it before then if it's salt, like, if there's some pain or problem it solves for you. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, you can get it to pay for your, to pay for itself, even if you're not at the whatever the revenue threshold is, is if you leverage it. You know, if yes. you do, if you take that, you know, it gives you the ability to modify the checkout. If you modify that checkout to increase conversions or if you use Shopify scripts to have like BOGO sales and that sort of stuff. So you can get it to pay, f pay for itself. You just got to know how to do it. Well, and someone, um, uh, Jonathan Kennedy had said, what do you do if you feel overextended by the cost after upgrading? That's an interesting We'll one. do that stuff <laughs> to make more money. Well, I would, be, I, I would be scared for this business if you went from your fixed monthly cost for Shopify went from 300 bucks a month to two thousand a month. Yeah, if you can't handle an that's extra, a if you can't handle difference. an extra seventeen hundred a month is like killing your business. You don't have a good business. Yeah, like so. All right, if you 
if you upgrade it and you're feeling that pain, there are larger problems here. But I would look toward, okay, what can we do with Shop, these Shopify Plus exclusive features to uh, increase revenue or decrease operating costs? And so there's a, um, to Brent's point, Brent Dowd, he said, I want to see like Launchpad and Flow examples. We can run through a few of those. With Shopify Plus, um, there's exclusive apps they add. It's, you can only install them in your store if you have a Shopify Plus account. Now, the catch is if you have a Shopify, you want to play with these, you can make um, a development store in a Shopify partner account, and that will have access to those. You can't sell anything, but you could play with it and get a you know a feel for it. They got uh, scripts, Launchpad, and Flow. Scripts is honestly that's the one we use the most, mm-hmm. just in our our client work. And it's also the one most difficult to use. <laughs> yes, yeah, straight up. Yes, it's you can drop uh, Ruby on Rails code into an app and then use that to rewrite aspects of uh, your payment gateways, your shipping rules, and more importantly, the line items in the cart. So functionally what that does is let you do advanced, solve fairly advanced problems like we had a client who offers two-day air shipping but also sells some items in glass bottles that can't get shipped two-day air because they could explode. So when we see those items present, we automatically hide that shipping rule using Shopify scripts. So it's like, okay, that is a they had, you have like a fulfillment issue that it could solve. So mm-hmm. like a literal problem in the business. Or I love doing, uh, you could do advanced discounting. Like we did one for uh, Leno's Garage. Just, went, went live today. Yeah, just uh, just recently. It was BOGO discounts, no coupon codes needed. If you added, uh, it was like, all right, buy any liquid. So like spray wax. If you buy one, if you buy two, you get one free. And it like shows it in the cart. So they put two in their cart and automatically uh, scripts kicks in and says uh, they show the first one and the second one says free. Yeah, it splits them out into two items. And you're not make, make creating an extra item in your store to do that. It's just the scripts make it be a separate free item, but it's the same uh, variant ID as the item that they already added. Yeah, there's like goofball hacks and apps and workarounds to do similar things. But doing it this way... It's all native. It's straight up bulletproof. There is no way to abuse the thing. There's no way to break it. Well, I'm sure you could break there's it. There's a way to break it. <laughs> yeah. It's less likely to break, we'll say. There's there, there's not a way for the user to break it. <laughs> so if I'm like if I'm thinking about Shopify Plus and I'm purely concerned with, hey, how am I going to get revenue back out of this? Like solely going ROI, ROI, ROI. I'm gonna be looking at, all right, then how do I use Shopify? I'm probably going to start there. How do I use Shopify scripts to run like advanced complex sales? It's also a great way to do the only way to do like free gift with purchase, right? Where you say, all right, you got to spend X amount of dollars or buy X products and we'll give you this one product free. And the way you can do it without, again, like the magic is there's no way for it to go wrong and people abuse it. Uh, Launchpad we talked about last week. That's pretty much. Did we? Yeah. I love Launchpad. (laughs) Launchpad just lets you have like different versions of your theme and you could like publish it's like we got our you know father's day blowout that we've like reskinned the entire site for our father's day blowout you just have that it goes up and then the day after father's day it automatically unpublishes itself and goes back to the old version of the theme or however you want to do it which is pretty cool it's like your store themes kind of are on autopilot well think about this all right so talk to the guys at hoonigan and they're doing a multi-day sale where the sale changes for over three days, the sale changes every day at midnight. In the past, someone would have to get up at midnight and turn this thing on. 
with what Launchpad lets you do is, so for each day of the sale, let's say we've got it advertised in the theme. We do an unpublished theme, like you said, and then I uh, want to discount our products. You can go in Launchpad and say, okay, this is the, you know, the May Day, the Memorial Day sale. It starts at midnight. It ends the following at 11.59 p.m., um, and during that time, publish this theme and discount these products or run this shipping, this Shopify script to do to power the discount. And then um, so that way, fully automated starts and ends the sale. You could also do it for like flash. You get crazy with it, like flash sales. You could have it put up the password page and take it down. It's really it's functionally a way to like automate sales and new product launches. It's super cool. And uh, what is flow, Kurt? <laughs> Shopify Flow lets you automate business operations to accelerate and streamline your backend business. Now, uh, if you have ever played with uh, Zapier, which is this really cool, like, if, the, if this, then do this automation engine, it is that um, for your Shopify backend. So uh, an example would be, if this product is running low on stock, post a message in our Slack channel. Cool. Or if a payment, if a customer... Uh, tagged wholesale, made a payment through the Net30 gateway, send an email to whoever notifying them that this has happened. Or like customer did X, tag them Y. Like it's a lot of uh, just automating operations on the back end. So I think with that one, it's like the sky's the limit on how creative you can get with it. We hit, For one store I set it up, it would, would look at the shipping address and then route the order to a particular warehouse based on geography. And rather than like pay for expensive fulfillment software. We just did it in flow. It worked. Cool. So I guess there's there's cost savings there and that you can get rid of some apps and replace them with these Shopify Plus features. There's other stuff too. I got a page about it. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, let's go... To apps? Apps. All right. Apps. Uh, MailChimp. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Two comments on this. Jonathan Kenny had said, hey... How do you navigate the fast-growing app store? Really, how do I make better decisions without wasting too much time? Yeah, if you're just like, all right, I need a th- the right way to... Browsing the app store is a terrible idea. Straight, don't do it. Because <laughs> there's so many cool apps. Like, you're going to walk out with a, a, a bloated theme. Yeah, if you don't have a lot of self-control, you'll be like, here's the magic bullet. Here's the magic bullet. I need all of them. Ooh, this one will... Increase my conversions. <laughs> you know, they have names like Ultimate Sales Booster. No, it's just what it does with L-Y at the end. Does it, oh, increase your conversions? Conversely. <laughs> or I-F-Y. Like, right <laughs> now, I'm, I'm talkifying. <laughs> no, so, like, okay, A, start with a problem, and then go search for that. But the catch is, how do you know which is the right app? There's so many in Well, there. you don't. But still, there's still going to be some heavy hitters that pretty much everyone needs. Everyone needs Clavio integration. Or MailChimp, I guess. All right, so if we're going to... The other question, um, the other comment similar that was in there was... Uh, and I'm going to butcher this very Nordic-looking name. Uh, uh, it's not Nordic. That's probably Eastern European. I'm going to go with Yarik uh, Yarik Novakan. Okay. For all the beginners out there, what are the top 10 free Shopify apps that are essential for a budget build? And then Sully, Tyler Sully Sullivan from BombTech Golf replied, Apps don't equal money. Use Clavio Privy and judge me. That's bare bones to get you rocking. We agree with this point. Apps don't equal money. Yeah. Like, if you're having trouble making money, the solution is not spend more on apps and add more overhead to your store. Mm-hmm. It just isn't. And the, the idea that, hey, what are the top 10 essential apps? Okay, I get why you think that, 
But I the only there are no essential apps other than maybe Rewind, just be so that you can have because a they have a free plan and it does backups automatically. So like that's just a nice safety net to you want that undo button. See, I disagree with you. I think there. I mean, I agree that Rewind is totally worth it and should be installed. I think there are necessary apps. Like, what are you talking about? All right, get hit me. Clavio integration. You need a reviews app. You're right. Uh, you do need a reviews app. Uh, and I think you probably need, if your theme doesn't support it, you need exit intent pop-ups. No, I don't think any theme has exit intent pop-ups built in. So, yeah. All right. You need a pop-up builder, which if you use Clavio, it does exit intent pop-ups. All right. So, there you go. So, Clavio and then some reviews app, but not Yapo because it's too expensive. Yeah. And for reviews app, I think I'm coming around to judge me. Like, on, I've not played with it yet, but it's getting overwhelmingly, that's the one I hear recommended. And I know on paper it's at feature parity with, like, everything else. Previously, I loved Yacht Poe, but the price has got outrageous. Switch to Stamped. I like Stamped. But I have a feeling Judge Me might be the way to go. There's also a Shopify's product reviews app, which yeah, is free. Yeah, it's free. And it works. And it's simple. So, all right, if the caveat is we're starting out with the store... We need reviews app to add social proof, and you could grab one with a free plan. We need, let's use rewind to fix those oopsie moments. <laughs> Again, a f- free plan. We need a pop-up builder. Privy has a free plan. What are the other pop-up builders? I like, Privy's my go-to. Yeah. But certainly there are others. Uh, Just Uno, Optimunk, those would be the three. We need uh, Spin the Wheel. I think at this point they all have Spin the Wheel. God, I fucking hate Spin the Wheel. I know, it's so cheesy. That's so annoying. You know, I'm proud of myself. I have never personally put spin the wheel on a single store <laughs> in my life. We should, if, if we're talking about old internet, we should make a punch the monkey app that instead of spin the wheel, it's punch the monkey. Explain <laughs> punch the monkey for people who don't know. All right. Well, back in the glory days of the internet, when I was a young buck, there were- And this would be like 1996? <laughs> there would be things called banner ads. And then when Flash came around, the banner ads would move. Before Lord Jobs killed Flash. <laughs> and there would be a banner ad where there would be a monkey shooting back and forth on the banner ad, and your cursor would turn into a boxing glove. And if you could click on the banner ad to punch the monkey, apparently maybe you would make money. I don't know what it would be, but what would end up happening is you just clicked on that banner ad, and now you're going to whatever dumb site had the punch the monkey thing. This is, uh, if anyone checks the episode art, I don't know if anyone ever actually sees the episode art. The episode It doesn't art, show up in the podcast app, so no one sees it. Ugh. If anyone sees the episode art, the hand gestures Paul is making for this one are his punch the monkey gestures. <laughs> That's him punching the monkey. Yeah, let's make a punch the monkey app. I love it. Yeah, why not? That's cool. How do you make it? Yeah, we got it. I don't know. Oh, we got to think it through beyond just, ha ha, punch the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the entirety of the plan. It's, a, it's an app where you punch the monkey and then sales. <laughs> and then dollars, dollars rain down. Like, we got to go back and figure out what punch the monkey was all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Google it. Uh, okay, so we got our three apps, it sounds like. Well, I, I want to break down. Clavio reviews, pop-ups. So the, the point of the pop-ups is twofold. One Collect emails when they hit the site so we could build our list and audience, which will also enable Facebook marketing later through lookalike audiences. So for, again, we're operating under, this is an early store, so all stores. So we need that. And then exit intent, man, it's tough enough to get traffic, especially early on. So we need that retention marketing. Um, That exit intent pop-up is going to help us keep people on the site. 
hopefully. So that's why we want the pop-up builder. We need email to keep in touch with people. And don't be afraid of emailing people. We got reviews for Social Proof, Rewind for Uh-Ohs. Anything else? Well, if you want to get crazy, Bold Brain. Bold Brain is free, so there's no reason not to install it. And it'll give you... It's probably not going to be super useful at first, just because I don't think it would have enough data on a newer store. If this is the apps you need in order to get started, Bold Brain is not a good one. But it's it's free and it collects data and it doesn't particularly affect load time in any meaningful way. So yeah, let's put it in there. Because later on, you can leverage Bold Brain for it makes crazy money. Yeah, it makes recommendations and it has like a smart widget where you can then have those recommendations happen on site. It happens in the on Hoonigan if you check the shopping cart and it like it's like hey other people bought that's actually the Bold Brain widget making those recommendations. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think like for must have apps. I would say use live chat as well. And Facebook Messenger will do live chat, so that's free. Uh, Kit is free. It's Shopify's Kit. will make marketing recommendations for you. So there's, I don't think there's any reason not to do it and give it a shot because you can always tell it no. You could run Hotjar. Hotjar oh, is a hot free jar, plan. Yeah. And then you, you can do heat mapping and exit polls. So, okay. All right. Yeah. We got to Kit. Let's see. I'm writing these down. Brain, Hotjar. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hotjar's not an app, though. It's a service. It's a service, but it's not an app you're downloading from the app store. All right, fine. But Take anyway, we're my list. I'm offended. Uh, all right, we got to six. Six apps. And shock the monkey. That's Peter Gabriel. You're, you're punching the monkey. Fine. Anything else you'd like to address or get off your chest today? Uh, last week, last time we were together, I discussed Google PageSpeed Insights and how bad it was. And if you're in our Facebook group, you saw me already post this, but I put Amazon in Google PageSpeed Insights and it scored only a 34. So call Jeff Bezos and tell him that he's losing billions of dollars a year because his PageSpeed Insights score is way too low. And here's the, the cat, the, the point to be made there. Amazon site's actually very fast. It's extremely fast. <laughs> so this is just like more proof. The PageSpeed Insights tool is a flawed metric for site speed. It's really measuring server configuration, not site speed. Yeah. Oh, it's I'm Nick DE, Nick DeSabado, CRO Wizard Nick DeSabado, told me, hey, if you're going to measure, if you want a, a better measurement of site speed, check Google Analytics under behavior site speed instead of <laughs> um, page speed. SiteSpeed will give you an actually, like, much more accurate user-based representation of the site speed. And that's the metric that Google has access to for their ranking factor. They are not running the PageSpeed Insights tool for every site. They're just not. <laughs> like, whoa, this guy's using a CDN. Get him off the first page. Like, that's just not happening. That's also not how any of this works. Yeah. Before we end the show, we need to know what topics pains problems you have in your own store, business, life, etc. And tell us, comment wherever you can, hit reply to an email. I don't care. Use a carrier pigeon. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. How can we help you? And even if it is life problems, we've both gone to a ton of therapy. So we're like kind of almost therapists already. So like we could help out. We're basically therapists. We are. Yeah. Uh, often I, I do feel like a business therapist <laughs> for <laughs> no, sure. That's true. Uh, all right, so next week on Business Therapy Chat, we need to know what you're, what you're struggling with. 
So let us know. Send us an email, Facebook message, whatever it is, whatever it takes. We need to know. And if you keep it to yourself, you don't ask, you guarantee we're not going to talk about it. So please, let us know. Bye. One final note before we go. I wanted to remind you about the one Shopify theme my agency has used more than any other. It's called Turbo by Out of the Sandbox. And as its name implies, it's built for speed. But that's not why I love it. I love it because it's the most configurable, feature-packed theme for Shopify today. Features like predictive search, easy mega menus, infinite scrolling collections, and a ton of page templates. Calling it a theme doesn't do it justice. I think of it as a rapid prototyping tool for Shopify stores. And I've got a special offer for you. You can get it today at a 20% discount when you use the code PODCAST20. You can even try it for up to two weeks, and if you don't love it, Out of the Sandbox will give you a full refund. To check it out now, go to ethercycle.com turbo and use code PODCAST20 at checkout. That's ethercycle.com turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, the unofficial ShopifyPodcast.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including some details you might have missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. Please support our show by supporting them, and thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, and produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle LLC. We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.